What is up, everybody? Thank you for checking out a new episode of the Babacoa Core podcast. I am your host, Patrick C. Huerta. Thank you for checking this out. Uh, do me a favor, however you're listening to this podcast, uh, whether it be SoundCloud or CastBox, uh, iTunes, Google Play, uh, whatever uh, platform you use, uh, to listen to this podcast, the Babacoa Core podcast, please subscribe to that channel, uh, and so you could also uh, get updates on any new episodes that, um, as soon as they get uh, uploaded, you'll be notified if you subscribe to those channels. Also, follow us on Facebook, the Babacoa Core page on Facebook. Um, on that page, that's where I promote um, any of the ongoing going ons of uh, past guests that have been on the podcast uh, if they have a show coming up or anything that they have going on I like to share it on that page uh, so if you're a fan of anybody that's been on the podcast so far like that page and you'll be able to see what they have going on uh, any shows they have coming up uh, so you can catch them on that um, on Instagram and Twitter you can follow me at Real PC Huerta uh, that's at Real P-C-H-U-E-R-T-A, uh, Real PC Huerta. That's on both um, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, and that's about it for right now. Uh, my guest for today's show is a local comedian, uh, Irma Linda Ruiz. Uh, local comedian, she is also, um, you know, runs... Uh, booking agency, uh, booking shows, uh, booking comedians uh, for different venues through uh, Mind Twist Comedy. Uh, you can find out anything that she has going on, uh, whether it be her own shows or uh, shows that she has booked uh, on mindtwistcomedy.com. Uh, on October 27th, Saturday, October 27th, uh, she's hosting a Halloween comedy show that's going to be at uh, Las Chiladas Mexican Restaurant. Uh, that's at 2387 Northwest Military Highway that's, uh, in Castle Hills. Uh, that's Las Chiladas. Uh, on that show, she, she's going to have uh, George Anthony uh, and Joshua Cabaza. They're uh, friends of the podcast. And uh, headlining that, I believe, is um, Larry Garza. So there's three heavy hitters, very funny guys, very funny comedians uh, on that show Saturday, October 27th at Las Chaladas uh, Mexican Restaurant. You can get more information on that uh, through the MindTwistComedy.com website uh, or follow them on Facebook as well, MindTwistComedy, or Instagram as well. Uh, she also has a show at uh, Kickapoo, Kickapoo uh, Lucky Eagle Casino. Uh, she has a show November 1st um, at the Capasa Lounge there at Kickapoo. Um, uh, I'm not sure of all who's on that show. Uh, you can find out that information on mindtwistcomedy.com. Uh, the headliner for that show is, uh, is uh, uh, Cleto. Uh, so uh, that should be a good show. Uh, and they'll be doing monthly shows there at Kickapoo. Um, so find out that information. You can follow her uh, at uh, mindtwistcomedy.com, and I'll put all, all her information in the show notes um, along with that. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. Uh, she came in. She sat down. Uh, we just talked about you know her comedy start, uh, her business, Mind Twist Comedy. Uh, talked a little bit about Halloween stuff. Uh, it was fun. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy the episode. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Uh, I very much appreciate that. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you later. Uh, enjoy this episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, Irma Lindo Reese. How you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, thanks for coming by. Thanks for uh, sitting down with me. Yeah. How's your night going? Pretty good. I actually was a little bit nervous, so I went and got a little bit to drink. Why are you nervous? On a podcast? For a podcast? Yeah, because I just, I just get nervous all the time. 
Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I had a little bit to drink, but just like one little drink. Yeah. Ish. What's your drink? What's your drink of choice? Um. Well, right now, because I'm on the keto diet, and so I want to do low carbs and no carbs, I oh, do yeah. vodka and Diet Coke. Well, Diet yeah. Coke's not good. Well, I know, but it has water. it has zero carbs. Yeah, but those so, fake sugars are pretty bad for it, too. I, okay. I did, I did keto for a while. It, it helped me, <laughs> but I, I fell off. I fell off the wagon, like... I lost like five pounds and my husband lost like 22. I was like, that's bullshit, man. Yeah, and everybody says, oh, guys lose weight faster, which is bullshit. I mean, it's the same. You got you to gotta, you gotta be honest with yourself and you got to be strict with yourself. Now, but, when you, with the keto, are you doing like the macros? Are you hitting the macros or are you just doing like low carbs? Uh, like macaroni? No, no. No, you can't eat macaroni. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just like, kidding. You, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't. No, no, no. I don't do anything about macros. I just, I guess maybe it's not even keto because I just do like high protein, low carb. You know so what I mean? So you're just on a low carb. Yeah, but, yeah, I know like all that macros and stuff, but I, I, don't, I don't know anything about that. So yeah. maybe that's why. Yeah, but that's maybe why, why I'm not working. losing too much weight. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I eat the same stuff my husband does, and he lost like 20 pounds or 22 pounds. Which does he is, work out? Do you work out? No. No, no it, 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 we eat the exact same thing. I might eat a little bit more, but um, it's not fair. <laughs> I'm just, that's all I'm saying. So bullshit. Bull corn. No, Bull corn. Me and my wife did that for a while, and we keep saying that we're going to go back, and uh, it hasn't happened yet. Tortillas are just too good. Yeah. And the cheap food, which is bad for you, it's uh, those are good, and it's it's hard. Tasty. Like like I mean, I am a stay at home mom. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, aside from like doing comedy and like being an alcoholic and stuff, but <laughs> I, I don't. I need to cook more, and I I don't. Yeah. You know, like for example, like I cooked yesterday, but I cooked enough for us to like last like for the next two days. Yeah. And my kids are like, Mom, can we have something else besides broccoli and chicken? And I'm like, Okay, no. You know. See, yeah, with kids it's hard because they yeah. want they want the fun stuff. They I want know. they could eat anything right now. You know, yeah. they're pretty young. I'm assuming they're spoiled. So, no, and, well, my kids are big already. Oh, they're yeah. old enough to cook for themselves. Yeah, like my house is it's like living in a dorm. Oh, okay. like literally everybody like cooks for themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. If they don't like what I'm cooking, they make their own shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Which is, which is kind of awesome. You know, I have I have four kids at home and they all cook for themselves or they cook for me. So yeah, know. I don't have to do too much cooking. I'm a stay at home mom, but. Not one of those like on TV and stuff, you know. Yeah, Real so, Housewives of San Antonio, yeah, nothing like that. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of heard there was something coming out like that. No, I, I I heard something like that too. I thought it was a joke though. I don't know if that's a real thing. I don't know. It'd be cool. Like I think I could be on that show. Yeah. Yeah. You should look it up. You should yeah. try to submit like a packet or something. I think I am. Or if not, then I should just create it. Yeah. We could create that. There show. you go. <laughs> create it. Give like me a uh, Housewives of San Antonio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think they need more visuals. I think we got like we got a few like awesome, you know, moms here that could do that shit. You yeah. know, don't you think? I think so. Man, but you know what? Like the stay-at-home dad thing, that one's coming up. So people might might be interested in that or do a versus type of thing, you know, stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad. When like when, how you, they do when stuff. you say like stay-at-home dad, I think about like Joshua Cabaza. He's actually going to be on on my show. Oh at, yeah. On October 27th at, at Las Chiladas. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Is that, is, did you, was that like a little? No, nah, I wasn't going there. Yeah, was awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. He, I like his. I really like his stuff. You know, he does. He has his um, daddy no. Yeah. His podcast and stuff. It's freaking hilarious. And I always share it like in my mom's groups and stuff. And they reject me. They don't like <laughs> me. I'm not one of the awesome moms, but yeah. fuck them all. All right. Uh, we'll we'll get back into that first, yeah. but uh, let's let's introduce you. Like, uh, so you're you're a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, how long have you been doing comedy? I've been doing comedy. I've been telling everybody that I've been doing it for about four and a half years, but I just saw some of my old posts, and uh-huh. I've actually only been doing it three years. Oh, you know, yeah. like there are some comedians who are like, oh, on this day I started comedy, you know, 8.12 years ago. I'm like, what the fuck? You actually remember? Yeah. Like me and people are like, how, how long have you been doing it? I'm like, eh, well, like... This long. But I really didn't realize until like just recently that it's only been like three years as of like maybe three days ago. So you don't keep track of it? You don't do like a journal or record your sets or nothing like that? Well, I record my sets, but I don't really record my dates. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, how do you know if you're progressing, you know, like from the first to the... Oh, yeah. Well, actually, like like I said, I, um, I've only been doing it three years and one of my nieces, she recorded me. Oh, yeah. And, um... <laughs> I just watched it this morning, and I was so embarrassed, I untagged myself. 
<laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Like, oh my god, it was horrible. Like, what was was bad? Like, what like, was your worst bad, joke on that? Like, oh, I can't even remember. It was that bad. You know, and I remember like the first time um, that I started doing comedy. Um, one of my friends, his name is is Carlos Castorena. Castorena, he's from Del Rio, uh. and he was like, "Hey, I need I need an extra comedian that I don't have to pay." And I was like, "Okay, I'll do it." You know, and um, he was like, "You can do it. You can do it." I'm like, "Ah, yeah, you know what? I can do it. I I can do this." You know. So then I was here in San Antonio, and I went to a few open mics, and I that's when I met like Kool Aid. Have you met Kool Aid, Alex Ansel? I know of no. him. I never met him. Yeah. yeah. And so he was going to be the headliner for that show, and so I said, "Hey, you know, I'm going to be on your show." And he was like, "Okay, how long have you been doing comedy?" I'm like, mm, "Like for never." And he was like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was like, just as long as you don't go up there and tell a story. You have to tell jokes, and I was like, Ugh. yeah, so I went up there, and I shit it on my face. It was horrible. It was horrible. I, it, I don't even want to talk about it. Move on. That was go. your, oh, I'm, well, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, that, that was your first show after starting, after a couple open mics? Yes. Wow. Yeah, my friend told me, you can do this, you can do this. And I was like, okay. So I went to a few open mics, and maybe like went to like five or six open mics, and then I went and did a show, wow. bombed. And then um, after that, I had so much opportunity at the very beginning of my comedy career, and I just did horribly. Like, I just had so much, you know, I, I thought like I was a shit, and I was horrible. Yeah. I opened up for Kool-Aid. I opened up for Mike Robles, who he has like an Emmy, you uh-huh. know what I mean? And I even did a show with Chris Catan there in Del Rio. Wow. Horribly, horribly, horrible. It was like crickets, crickets, crickets. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, maybe this is not. Well, the how, way much, I how much time were you doing at that? Like, I, was minutes, just doing, I was doing like five minutes. Five minutes? Yeah. But it was still horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like all chopped up. And the funny thing is I still do the same jokes, Uh but they're just so much more modified and polished. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have the same ideas, but they're just written differently now. Yeah. After saying them like a million times. That's cool. And so so what what got you started? Like what made you want to start doing open mics and start doing comedy? Well, actually, I was a teacher for 15 years. Uh You know, it's it's easy to make fifth graders laugh and eighth graders laugh, you know, because they're so laughable, (laughs) (laughs) you know. And um, so after I I stopped teaching, I was like, okay, what do I do now? You know, I was just kind of like, and then, like I said, my friend Carlos was like, you should try comedy. And. And I tried it, and I sucked, and that just made me want to be better mm-hmm. and, you know, do it more and do it more and keep writing and keep writing, and and so here I am. So just out of somebody's suggestion to try something? Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, I like microphones, and I like audiences, and I like standing in front of people and just talking and, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what it was for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who were some of your influences? Um, some of my influences, um, like I said, Actually, this is, this is kind of embarrassing. Like, I wasn't really into comedy. Ah. You know, you know and, and it's kind of embarrassing. And I don't... I don't Bill Cosby. That's fine. You, know, you still like Bill Cosby. I, I know. I just, I know, like, all the stuff that he's been through lately, you know, I don't, I don't want to, like... That he's been through? Yeah, well, the stuff that he put, <laughs> other, he put women through, okay. you know? <laughs> and it's kind of embarrassing to say, yeah, I looked up to Bill Cosby, but, like, as a 10-year-old, as a 12-year-old, like, that's what I freaking remember. Yeah. You know? Well, he Dad would talk about that great. shit. He gives me chocolate cake. Yeah. You know, that's what I remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, he was, like, my influence. And, yeah, I know probably a lot of people are like, that stupid bitch. No, nah, I mean, you, you can't blame that. I mean, it's, it's what you remember. That's what you started right. with, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you don't like him now. And that's understandable. But I that liked was, him that's then. What this, yeah. And he was very family, you know, oriented. And, you know, I, I liked everything that he yeah. talked about. It was funny. And, like... Me and my sisters and my dad, we freaking, I mean, I even have my, my nieces and my nephews, you know, when I get there, like, yeah, Irma's great. She gives us chocolate cake, you know, <laughs> and that's a Bill Cosby thing, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of signs, though, like a lot of, like, he would do bits about that in his stand-up about giving women, like, the Spanish fly, and mm-hmm. give them this, and they'll do whatever you want, and then people even said, like, even the, the, the Cosby show, you know, he was a gynecologist, you know, and... That was his practice, and he had his own thing in his house and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, well, like it makes, it makes more all sense. The way around. Yeah, it makes more sense when you look back at it, mm-hmm. knowing what you know now. You could always put those pieces together, but exactly. still, 
Uh, so Bill Cosby, huh? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I still like Bill Cosby. I mean, I still yeah. like his his old his comedy. work. His, his work. His yeah. Work. Yeah. Uh, but he's in jail now. Yeah, that's, that's... he's in jail now. Is yeah. he in jail? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I didn't. I I kind of followed, but I didn't. Something really like pay three attention. to seven years or something like that, which I'm like three years, oh but. I don't that know, I guess sucks. Money. I could not handle being in jail. Yeah, well, I he, couldn't handle that. He did some bad stuff. Yeah, so. I know. That's why I don't do bad things. <laughs> do I bad drink things. a lot, but I don't drive. Yeah, so. you, you you said I don't want to kill anybody. You do Ubers at night. Is that yeah. so you can drive? Um, I can drive. Yeah, but I have uh, an eye disorder. It's called retinitis pigmentosa, or RP. Uh huh. You know, so I can't see at night very well. So I just Uber everywhere, which. You know, I'm I'm cool with that because you know I feel more comfortable drinking a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, not a lot, but no, I get it. Know. I get it. I hate driving. I hate driving. I'd rather take an Uber or Lyft. Uh, Lyft is better though because they do background checks on those guys. Oh, Uber, they don't do them on Ubers. Nah. Oh. Yeah, I used to drive for Lyft, so I knew they had to do like a background check with Uber. Oh, okay. They don't. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That. If, especially if you ride by yourself, you should know who. Yeah. You know, they do background checks on Lyft drivers. Yeah. As well, a, usually when when I get on when I get on my Uber drive, you know, I usually share my drive with my with my husband, so yeah. he knows like exactly where I am. Yeah, that's good. You know, so it's a smart way to do like it. Like if too. I'm like somewhere like thrown on some west side tracks yeah. or something, he'll find me. Yeah. <laughs> At least he'll know where you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. So you've been doing comedy for for almost four years. Mm, three years. Yeah. Three three yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Three and some change and stuff. Uh, and you had some pretty big shows, you said. Chris Kattan? Yeah, that was in Del Rio. Yeah. Del Rio, yeah. That was probably my most famous headliner. Yeah. You know. Um, and who I, helped you along along the way? Like, how did you know that you needed to polish up some stuff or change some things? Did you have anybody? Everybody. Everybody was ready everybody. to help you <laughs> Yeah, they were like, what are you doing up there? You suck. Yeah. <laughs> You need to change this. You need to say, and you know, I, I, I also, am I yelling? I feel like. No, that's fine. Actually, if you want to get closer to that mic, that would be good. Okay. So, I mean, I've had a lot of people, you know, give me advice, like a lot of people, you know what I mean? Um, Some, and, and and I have no shame. Like I've, I've taken classes too. I've, I've taken, um, I've had a lot of mentoring from people here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I've had I've taken cl- classes in like Las Vegas and stuff just to kind of because there's a format to mm-hmm. to comedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I yeah, like that's just the way it is. You know, you can't just go up there and like expect to just speak and just be funny. Like there's a format to it. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, I don't know. I need that format. Maybe some people can go up there and just, you know, poop a in their of, pants and be funny, but yeah, I can't. Yeah, a lot of people think it's very easy, you know, but yeah, uh, it, it's, it's hard. It's a whole lot harder than, than it looks. Exactly. People make it look easy. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> and that's where the talent is. The, the easier that people make it seem, that's how you know that they're talented. Right, you right, know? exactly. But you seem pretty comfortable up there. You, you, you handle yourself do, pretty good. I do, but I... After I've, pra- I've practiced the same stuff over and over and over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you say you saw me at some open mics. That's why I was like, do not judge me from my open no, mic it material. It was funny. You know, a couple so, open mics and then yeah. like here at, at um, uh, Oak Hill Taverns. Mm-hmm. I saw you there once a while back. And then recently I saw you at Jokesters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it was pretty good. Yeah. You're funny. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to be. Yeah. You know, it's... Um, it's easier to do the business side than it is to be actually funny and to be like on stage and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But my husband's like, you have to work, <laughs> yeah. you know? So um, he's like, you got to bring in some money. So that's when I started to get more into like the business side of comedy. So that's when you started your, your booking agency. Exactly. The mm-hmm. Mind that's Twist Comedy. MindTwistComedy.com. How long how, how long have you been doing that? That has been official like as an LLC, maybe about a month. Uh-huh. But I've been doing it for about a year, uh-huh. you know. And we actually just—I just got contracted to book at Kickapoo Casino in Eagle Pass. So that, I'll be booking. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I was super excited. I kept bugging them for the longest that's time. Huge, yeah. I was like, "You guys are the only casino that doesn't have comedy. Like, what's up with that?" You know, oh, I kept yeah. bugging them. Then finally, they're like, "Yeah, you know what? You're right." So they contacted me, and yeah, so I'm going to be. Booking for them, so That's I'm great. pretty excited about that. And how many shows are you doing? Like, is that like a monthly well, right, thing? Or it's, a it's a monthly thing. Right now, we're just getting started. You know, so um, for this first show, which will be on um, 
November 1st, I'm going to have Coleto Rodriguez, mm -hmm. um, Israel Garcia, and RJ Hymas. They're, they're local. They're local San Antonio, you know. And then um, in, in December, then I'm going to have Sam Butler as a headliner and Victor Speedy Gonzalez. And these are all freaking awesome people. Yeah. And Sonia Trevino out of McAllen, Texas. So yeah. they're awesome. They're freaking awesome. I'm not, I'm not even going to put myself on the show. You know no. what I mean? Like, I'm like, no, this is serious. I need to get like the big ballers. <laughs> Why don't you put yourself on shows like that? Um, because I don't want to be like Puff Daddy. <laughs> oh, you don't want like to be like P. Puff Diddy. Yeah. You know, like actually like the show that I'm going to have. A, a, and people ask me like, why don't you put yourself on the flyer if you're hosting it? Yeah. Or, you know, well, because I don't want it to be about me. You know, uh -huh. I want it to be about my company. I want it to be about the comedians. And I'm a comedian as well. Yeah. But I don't want to be like the star of the show. You know, I, I want it to be about comedy. Yeah. You know, not just about me. So I'll just put like my logo, Mind Twist Comedy. So if they see Mind Twist Comedy, people who know me, then they know that I'll be there. I might be hosting. I might not, you know, mm. but I'm, that's what I'm doing. You that, know? That's a unique approach, though, because usually people create shows to be on shows. Yeah, you know? yeah, and and I and a lot of people do that. And I've had I've had um, some of the bookers tell me, "Hey, when you have a show, you need to host it. You need to host it. You need to host it." But um, I'm okay not hosting all the time. Yeah, you know, I'll host every. I'll host when um, the comedians are like super expensive comedians. <laughs> You know what I mean, and I need like to save some money. Mm -hmm. Then I'll then I'll host. You know what I mean, like if they're like like if it's like too much out of my pocket, then mm. then I'll host. You know what I mean. Yeah. But um, if I if I have a little bit of money to spend, then then I'll 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 get another host. Yeah. You know so. That's that cool. makes any sense. That's at all. cool. So you're keeping it separate. You're doing your, yeah. your comedy mm -hmm. on one hand, and on the other hand, right, you're doing right. the business. Yeah, and and I because you know I know my place. I'm not going to lie. I've been doing it three years. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm funny. I, I can say that I'm funny. But I know there's a lot of other people out there that are mm -hmm. a lot funnier than me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And um, and I'm okay with that. That's, that's you know? a, good, like, a good way to look at it. It's very, yeah. very humble. I'm getting there. I'm know? getting there, you know? And hopefully someday I get to headline. But in the meantime, I have to hire people to headline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's great. I was just there this past weekend at uh, Kickapoo. Oh yeah, yeah, just yeah. for Sunday. We're I'm, there. We're there every other weekend when we get our free money. Yeah. Do they give you free rooms there? No, not it? yet. My my oh, yeah. in laws get free rooms all the time. They were staying there. They were there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, yeah. or Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and it was just me, and my wife, and my mom. We just drove down there for the day. Uh, I lost my ass. My wife won some money, and my mom just broke even. Yeah. They love it there. I we just went to, my husband and I, we were in Oklahoma. He was, he, he was working in Plano, so I took a mega bus up there. Can you believe a mega bus is only $14? That's what they say. Way. I know. And then a mega bus to, to Austin is only one freaking dollar? Yeah, they say that on the, I mean, they had that on the bus, one dollar, but I One dollar. It's real. It's real. Can yeah. you believe that? So it took me only, because I was going to, my husband was like, just come up here and we'll go to the casino in Oklahoma, because he was in, in Plano, which is right there, right by Dallas. And I looked at the, the, the air fare and it was like $300 in a way, one way. And I was like, there's no way. I'm not going to spend $300. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I said, let me look around. Let me see what else I can find. It was 14 bucks from San Antonio to Dallas. Oh, yeah. 14 bucks. Wow, that's so I was great. there. But anyway, so we went to the casino in Oklahoma. Which one? The Windstar? Yeah, Windstar. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice place, too. Won $1,500. Dang. Yeah. But at Kickapoo, about a year ago, I won about $1,600. And probably everybody already heard that because I was like, <laughs> no, not six, I say 16000 $16, I'm sorry. I said 1600 I meant $16,000. I won $16,000. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Yeah, I already spent it all, but oh well. What, what do you play? You just play the slots? Just slot machines. Yeah, I don't know how to play cards and all that stuff. So you want all that just on slot, slot no, machines? Slot machines. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm -hmm. You go on big? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And I, that's the why max that's, bet, that's... Max bet all the time? I do max bet, but I do max bet on the lower bet machines. Like on that one, when we won the 16000 it was like, I think like the max bet was like eight eighty eight, uh -huh. And we just kept, or I was like, I had $100 left. And I was like, let's just do it. They just do it like 10 times. And then we want it. We're like, wow. 
But mm. I, I don't do that anymore. I just I just do the two dollar max bet. So. Yeah, I would, I would get carried away if I if I won something big like that. I would just get lost and I would get carried away and keep yeah. going back, keep going back. Nah. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny though because like I'm having to keep track of my mom and then. I find her, I was like, okay, let me go find my wife. And then I'm looking for my wife, and then I come back, and I lost my mom. She's up and roaming around somewhere playing. I was like, shit, man. So the whole time I was just chasing them back and forth and trying to watch the game and chasing them back and forth and all that stuff. I don't get into this lot too much. Uh, I don't, I'm not good at it. I don't have, like, the patience or any type oh, of Oh, yeah, strategy. I can just sit there. Uh, and I think that's why I'm, I'm smoking a lot more because I, I don't really smoke a lot until, like, I'm at the casino. And mm-hmm. then I become, like, a chain smoker. And I just sit there with my legs up on the machine, just pop, mm-hmm. pop, 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 like freaking retard, I guess. It's <laughs> crazy. Great. They, they did something with the filters, too, because you used to, usually, before, like, it was smoky everywhere. If somebody was smoking, like, you would just, no, you'd come out smelling casino. it. But I guess they did something with the air filters there, like that. It sucks it up more. Mm-hmm. So when we left, you know, you, we thought we were going to smell like smoke, and nah, nothing. So I don't know. We're promoting Kickapoo way too much. Right, but I know. That, okay, stop that. Lounge is really good. Lounge, and that's where we're going to have our comedy shows. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited about that, man. Where awesome. else do you book? Do you have any venues here that you book um, Well, usually, I if I do a show here, it well, the last one that I did was at Jokesters, and we did a teacher show because I, I like yeah. I, I don't know if I told you I was a, I'm a former teacher. Uh-huh. So um, I, I've done like the teachers gone bad shows, you know, and so the last one we did was was at Jokesters here in, in Southtown San Antonio, and that that was a really good show. It was great, and it was on a Sunday, mm-hmm. which was awesome, you know. Um, before that, we did a teachers um, gone bad show. We did it in McAllen at Cena El Rey. I don't know if you heard of about I've heard about, of that place. I've never been. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was shocked. There was over 300 people. Wow. Yes. It was insane. Like, people were, like, standing around the block. I was like, oh, my God, wait, who's here? Oh, shit, it's us. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it was, it was awesome, you know? Um, this next one that we're going to do on the 27th is going to be at a little Mexican restaurant in Castle Hills, San Antonio. Um, it's Las Chiladas. Mm-hmm. And they, it's, it's nice. It was very... Um, it's, it's very small. It's intimate. People can have dinner and, you know, watch a show. So it's it's great, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be on that one? It's going to be Josh Cabaza um, from Daddy um <laughs> George Anthony. And you can see I have a whole bunch of links, like, up on, on, um, on my Facebook on Mind Twist Comedy. Mm-hmm. So you can, like, see, like, their links and stuff. And also, and headlining, you know, I'm going to have um, Larry Garza. Mm. And I, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's like big in San Antonio. Yeah, you know, yeah, he was yeah. actually on the San Antonio Current. Mm-hmm. You know, not too long ago. And um, I, I, two out of those three guys have actually won the funniest in South Texas. Yeah, here in San Antonio. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm stoked. That's gonna be a to good have show. It. Yeah, it's absolutely gonna be great. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll, we'll get the links and we'll do the, all that mm-hmm. stuff at the end. And then I'll put in the show notes so they can yeah, get tickets sure. or RSVP and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So you got that place, that new uh, place in Castle Hills. Yeah. Uh, those are the only places that you're booking right now? Yeah, right now. Just um I'll do jokesters and las chiladas and um and um and of course the Kickapoo Casino. The mm. Kes- the Kepasa Lounge, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw something too that you were uh taking are about to take applications for like a, a contest or something Can you yeah talk about, last about year that? last year we did a, a mind twist comedy contest mm-hmm. and um the winner actually i got them airfare and hotel and they did a little show in las vegas wow yeah so and i and actually i had a show not too long ago in las vegas it was another teacher's gone bad show and that was kind of fun you know actually i take that back it wasn't in in las vegas it was in henderson henderson las vegas Oh, oh, Henderson, Nevada, yeah. which is like maybe like five minutes away. Yeah. So it, it, it that was fun, but um, yeah, I want to do that again, you know. Um, and and that's great, just because like I, I want to support in you know local you know comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year I want to. It's just kind of in the um, in the thinking oh, mode the of it. Yeah, still okay. in the works, and I'll probably do it like in March or in April. And the winner, of course, will get like um. Um, of course, again, airfare and hotel and probably another show in, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to do another like little segment or little section for somebody who's like new to comedy, mm-hmm. you know. And um, of course, I want to fly them to Las Vegas and get them a hotel and also. But instead of doing a show, I want to have a class for them because um, okay. Jerry Corley, 
Um, he's, he, I've taken classes with him in Las Vegas and he's, he's freaking awesome. He's actually out of California, mm-hmm. but his classes in Cal- in Cal- California are like, you know, eight weeks, eight weeks long. Mm-hmm. So he does like these mini like sessions in Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to do that. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes, but that's, that's my goal. You know, Where, are you from Las Vegas or are you from San Antonio? Originally? I'm from, I'm from San Antonio originally. Yeah. Okay. You just but have I, just, I, I just love Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. And I've been there so many times that like, I've just met everybody and I just love the community. I love the, the comedy community in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So That's cool. what club were y'all at when you're up there? What do you mean? Well, the club that you were at that you no, did the showcase? No, we did. Uh, oh my god, it's called. It's actually. It wasn't a club. It was. Uh, oh no, no. The the one that I did the the teachers one. Uh-huh. That was in, in a little place called um, East Strings. East Strings. East Strings in um, in Henderson, Nevada. Oh. Okay. It was East Strings, um, and when um, the winner for for my contest when mm-hmm. they when they did their their little um, their little set up there it was at a place called. Um, Rick's Rollin. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot exactly what it was called. But um, Steve McAnelly, he runs that. He runs that show. Mm-hmm. And um, have you heard of like Pawn Stars? Yeah. So it's the the same guy that that owns that pawn shop. Oh yeah. He has a, a barbecue place and he has like a comedy club upstairs. Oh. So that's like his his little his little setup and stuff. So. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. So you can go see the Pawn Stars uh, yeah, shop. Yeah, I actually hadn't gone there until we went this last time. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> funny. It was it was an interesting little situation there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, weed is legal in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because, like, my husband, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't do anything. And I, I was like, babe, I, I think I might want to try something. But I don't want to... So he was like, okay. I'll take you to this dispensary, but I'm not going in. <laughs> and okay, and it was me and him and another comedian. And it was so funny because they like dropped me off, and then they went and parked because they didn't want anything to do with the dispensary. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then they went and parked at a freaking like Las Vegas wedding chapel. <laughs> and I'm saying, and I'm thinking, really. You think that looks better than you taking me to your dispensary? You two guys, two guys over here at a, at a, at a Las chapel. Vegas wedding chapel. Yeah. Well, that's but, legal too. I know. I, I guess so. It is now, right? Yeah. So it was just kind of funny. But yeah. But I didn't buy anything because I chickened out. Yeah. Uh, so you, you're doing the business thing, the mind twist comedy, mm-hmm. and then you're doing your own comedy. What do you, you are you focusing on both or you just want to do the business thing or you want no, to No, yeah, I'm definitely thing? focusing on both. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure, but they're two separate entities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can't I can't, you know, take my business and my business you know, is expanding and and you know, um um you know, doing so much better and and I can't take advantage of that and like put myself on all these awesome shows if mm-hmm. I'm not as good as my business is doing. Mm-hmm. Does that does that make sense? No, yeah. Yeah. You know, like me as a comedian, I'm going a lot slower than I am as me as a business owner. Mm. And like a lot of people can do like awesome in their business and they just want to stick themselves in there and then that's just going to make their business fall. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If they're not that, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm not going to lie. Three yeah. years, three years. But there are some people that have been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. And I mean, they kick ass. Yeah, you know, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna freaking jump over the ropes just because my business is doing awesome. Yeah, is that no. stupid? No, I mean, like, you know? that's, it's a, like I said, it's a very humble approach because like usually people would do one thing to support the other right. or to advance with mm-hmm. the other thing. You know what I mean? But you're being honest with yourself, saying, you know, my my comedy is this, but my business, I understand this mm. a little bit more than I understand the comedy thing. Like that, you're still a student at that, right? You know, but with the business thing and then you're already making connections you're already doing you already mm-hmm. got you know networking with shows and then the kickapoo thing yeah I think that's huge and three three years I mean I'm okay I feel pretty good about myself you yeah. know but I mean comparison to like some of these guys I've been doing it 10-15 years I yeah. mean come on I'm not stupid yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like like I can't even compare yet yeah. yet is a key word yet no but that's good <laughs> I mean because usually people try to combine that stuff and then yeah. winds up hurting both aspects of it right so but holding like keeping it with the business 
And like uh, the show that you have on the 27th, those mm-hmm. are all like heavy hitters, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, Joshua Cabaza, George Anthony, and Larry Garza. I know. They're big names. That's going to be a big so show. I'm just going to be sitting there like just watching and learning. Yeah. You know, they're fucking awesome, dude. That's great. Yeah. And so is that like a, that's a Halloween themed show? It's a Halloween themed show. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that's why I was like, I need to get Larry Garza because he's all like into Halloween and like creepy stuff oh, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Are so. you into Halloween? Do you do? I like Halloween. Yeah, I have some. Actually, I went. I don't know if I told you. I went to the the railroad tracks, the haunted railroad tracks. Was that like your first time? It was my first time. Seriously. And I've lived here in San Antonio for over fifteen, oh, about fourteen, fifteen years. Yeah. And it was my first time, and it was the weirdest fucking experience. Okay, first of all, because I told I told you I can't. My eyes are not that good. So me and my kids, we got in the car and we went in the daytime. You can't go in the daytime. We went in the daytime, okay? <laughs> I didn't want to get mugged because I, I heard that place is like real, you know, sketchy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it could you know? be, you know, because people know that there's going to be traffic and there's nothing around there. So, yeah, yeah I guess, yeah. Right, okay. So I haven't we, been since high school, but I guess now you got to go during the day. I but, well, Okay. Yeah, so we went and so we were doing, you know, the whole, you know, the baby powder on yeah. the back of the car, you know. <laughs> so the story is like, uh, supposedly there was a bus that crashed there with children and like the ghosts of the children if you park on the railroad tracks they'll push your your car over the railroad tracks yeah. you know that that's the story you know push you to safety push yeah. you to safety exactly yeah. so that's the story so so we did that we went we got we did the baby powder and had like my creepy music and i was recording everything well there was this guy and like his friend and they were like i guess like workers like railroad workers uh-huh. and they started yelling at us they were like hey you know you're going uphill, right? You're going uphill. <laughs> and they were like yelling. And I was like, shut the fuck up. You're ruining it for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's like, you know, it's better if you come at night. It's better if you come at night. I was like, motherfucker, you just want to shut up. And I'm like taking a video, you yeah. know, because I, I wanted to like make this silly video for like the show that I'm doing on the 27th at Las Chilas. Uh-huh. And, and so he wouldn't shut up. You know what I mean? And so finally, we went over the railroad tracks, and he was keep he kept yelling. And he had his little orange jacket on and his little you know railroad hat on. And I was like, okay, well let me let me go humor him. So I went and I talked to him, and you know I had my my phone, my camera out, and I was like, hey, so what can you tell us about this? You know the the ghosts and everything that you know that's pushing the car. He was like. Y'all know y'all are on private property, right? Y'all can't be here. I'm gonna call the police. And I was like, what? Like, you were just, like, yelling at us. Like, you wanted yeah. our attention. Now I'm giving it to you. Yeah. And he, like, totally, and I, I, it just, like, it ruined the whole thing. That sucks. Yeah, man. it does. It totally sucks. He, yeah. Like, I wanted it to be fun, and he just, like, completely ruined it. And I wish I knew his name so I could say it right now. <laughs> but, but you should try it at night, though. It's fun. I don't know about that. I'm scared. And I can't see shit anyway, so. Oh, uh, that's right. You can take an Uber out there, see if the Uber will do it for you. That's a good idea. You know what? I'm going to try neutral. that. I'm going to try that. I wonder if people do that. Like, you know what? I'm going to try that. Like, to the tracks and stuff. Uber, lift to the tracks. I might try that. I mean, a, a, a you, just wait, you just wait, and then I'll, I'll give you an update. Let's there see what the go. Uber guy says. Do a, do a YouTube video, like the spooky Uber or something I'm like that. I'm be like, drop me off at the real, real tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. Uh, so you get it to, to Halloween and you get to dress up this year? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be Dorothy. Dorothy? Again. From Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Oh, okay. Again? Just because yeah. you have the outfit already? Yeah. No, actually, I had the outfit, and I think I might have given it to Goodwill, but then I went to my friend's house, and I was like, is this my outfit? And she was like, no. I'm like, yes, it is. And I took it, so I'm going to use her outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I acted like I thought it was mine. <laughs> so she doesn't have a Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so are y'all big on like spooky stuff, like uh, scary mm. movies and horror films and all that stuff? Um, n- yeah, I like scary movies. Like I actually, I just watched Annabelle for the first time maybe about a month ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And did you know that the real Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll? No. Yeah, the real Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. So now my daughter wants to be Raggedy Ann for, for Halloween. A spooky Raggedy Ann? Yeah, spooky Raggedy Ann. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. <laughs> no, and so like I'm, I don't really believe like in ah, like ghosts and all that stuff. Like the real, real track ghosts. Everybody knows that that's just yeah. But there's ridiculous. there's fun in it though too. I mean, like fun to believe or just get carried away or like. Have you had spooky experiences? Um, I don't think so. But I do. I do. I am not sensitive to it. But I don't like like like. Uh, 
exorcist, mm-hmm. anything like type of like spiritual stuff, uh, it, freak, it places my mind a little bit. I have nightmares yeah. about that a little bit. But I like, like to say that I, I don't get scared about shit like that, but it fucks with me. So you said like you're sensitive to that, you Not know? Not sensitive. I think that's, I don't know. No, I don't know. Word, like like my, my stepkids, I think both of them are real sensitive to like, the not not the occult but like to like other entities like Like i think they feel things you know yeah like um like they have dreams you know and it's happened about three or four times like with my stepdaughter where she like has dreams and she says oh i just dreamt something something happened and there's already been like an incident that happened in the family but we were waiting to tell them until like after school or something. Yeah. yeah, like shit like that. And we're like, oh, that was weird. Yeah, shit like you that. You tell her. Like that kind of stuff. You know, I had a dream and this and this happened. Yeah. And it was horrible. And, we're, and me and my husband are like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Or shit you know? where like kids, little kids could see stuff that adults can't see. Exactly. That scares the shit out of me. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and, um, I, well, and also, I, be, I believe like, like, like negative energy Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember like when my parents were going through a divorce, mm-hmm. there was a lot of negative energy in our mm-hmm. house. You know, like my sister, like I remember my sister telling us about how she could like hear like footprints mm-hmm. or like she could hear like people walking through the house when like nobody was home, mm-hmm. you know, and I just thought, the house is just creaky, you know. It's yeah. just, but there was an incident when I was in the kitchen. I had just finished washing dishes. It was just me by myself. And this is when my parents were like, there's a lot of fighting. They were going through a lot, you know, big divorce and stuff. Yeah. And I had just finished washing dishes. I had put everything, you know, on the side. You know how you kind of put it on the towel on the side. And I was walking back to my room and that, like a cup just like broke and like exploded all over the place. Like somebody had freaking thrown it on the ground. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was that crazy. You know, and I remember turning around and being like, and I didn't even go back to clean it up. I don't even remember what happened. I think I just went to my room and I just locked the door. That was, I think that was probably... One of the craziest things that ever happened to me. Yeah. The second thing that happened, and actually, I don't even remember the second thing that happened to me, but I, um, I just read about it in my, my diary. Okay, so maybe about, a, a, yeah, so, so get a load of this. So um, when I was living in Del Rio with my ex-husband, I had put a whole bunch of stuff in the attic that uh-huh. I had forgotten about. We got divorced, you know, we sold the house and everything. I moved to San Antonio in about a year, a year and a half ago, um, I guess the, the house got sold again, like maybe like for the third time or whatever. Uh-huh. And my neighbor got a hold of me and she said, hey, Irma, the lady who lives in your house now, she was in the attic and she found one of your old boxes with all of you, like your little high school notes and your diary and everything. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just go pick it up. You know, so I picked it up and and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about all this. You know, it was just like all my high school notes from high school. And like I said, it was my diary. Yeah. So I started looking through it and I was looking, I was reading about, this is me at like about 15 years old, mm-hmm. writing in my diary about how me and my friend Peter, who actually he, he owns Julio's Chips, you know, Julio's Chips. Oh, I love that yeah. salsa, man. Yeah, Julio's Chips. He, he's from Del Rio. He's like my friend. Yeah. So it was me and Pre- Peter and my friend Cody. Uh-huh. And we, we were at a park. I don't even remember this. And I'm writing this in my journal and how we were, um, we were playing with the Ouija board. Mm. Okay, like stupid kids, you know. And that the Ouija board kept calling me mom, M-O-M, M-O-M. And I was like 15 years old. And I was like, you stupid Ouija board. I'm a virgin. You know, but that only lasted like another month or so. But anyway. <laughs> no, but then anyways, so it kept saying M-O-M, M-O-M. And I was like, oh, you stupid. And then it started spelling out Pisces, P-I-C-S-E-S, you know, Pisces, Pisces. And, and I don't get it. You know, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm writing this in my diary I'm right, as a kid, you know. Yeah. And I'm reading this now as a 40-year-old. I'm like, what the fuck? My son's a Pisces. What? Yes. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. It man. is. It's crazy. So that's the only, that's the second creepiest thing that's ever happened to me. Who are you doing the Ouija board with? I was with my friend Peter and my friend Cody. I don't even know I, why us three would be hanging out together at the park. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like it was such a weird mix of like friends. That's crazy. And then you don't remember that? Until I don't remember it? it, but I wrote it down in my, my diary as a 15 year old. Wow. Yeah. Did you tell your son that story? Yeah, I did. What did he say? He was like, you're crazy, mom. I'm like, no. Then I don't no, know. Maybe it's spelled pieces. Maybe it's spelled pieces. <laughs> I was, you know, really into E.T. at that time, Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Does your son like Reese's Pieces? I don't know. I don't think so. That's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. 
Every time I would do the Ouija board, I was always think like somebody else is fucking with it. Yeah. Like it would move. It was like, all right, like, stop moving it. Like, just stop. And you're like, I'm not doing nothing. And then sometimes I would do it too. You know, I'd move it to just freak people out and shit. So I don't know. I don't know, man. But that's that's crazy. Yeah. And I actually, I actually messaged Peter the other day. I'm like, dude, do you remember like when we were kids? Did we ever play with the Ouija board? He's like, oh yeah, I used to own one of those things. It's so dumb. You believe in that shit? I'm like, well yeah. Well let me tell you what it said on my diary. That's crazy. <laughs> and he was like, that is crazy. Yeah. So. That's insane, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I don't fuck with that shit anymore. Like, it was fun as a kid, but I think... But I now know. that we're closer to death. Right? <laughs> it's like, me. Exactly yeah, let's thinking. not play just yeah. in case. Just I don't want to piss nobody off. I might be there soon. I <laughs> 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 might run into him or some shit like I that. I know. Uh, it's fucking crazy. Uh, so we talked about Cosby, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw... Because I, I go on, like, you know, your, your social media and stuff. And, uh, you know, just see what guests are, go- are going on or mm-hmm. guests are going on. So you had, like, uh, you posted something about the Connors. What do you think about oh, that? Oh, yeah. Well. What do you think about her losing her, her show, getting fired? What do you think about the show coming back first as Roseanne? And I loved the fired? fact that, that, that she came back as Roseanne. Because in comedy, there's not a lot of, you know, women comedians. Yeah. You know, that are like big and out there and stuff. So I was super excited about that. Yeah. And actually, I forgot exactly what she posted that made her. What did she post exactly that everybody was, was so. They were saying that she posted a. Uh, it was a racist tweet. She was comparing. Uh, I can't forget. I can't remember the, the name of the person. Jared, something Jared. Mm-hmm. Um, to a character from Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I, for, I forgot talk, exactly what that... You know, I, I should person. probably be more aware of that kind of stuff. But I, I knew that she lost her her spot on Roseanne or whatever. And so, like, I, I watched Connors, and it looks like Jackie might be, like, the head, like, character, I guess. Yeah. Her sister. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it was... It was okay. It wasn't, like, a very funny because it was kind of somber, you yeah. know, since, like... Roseanne had died, you know, and everybody's like, oh, she overdosed, she had opiates or whatever, you know. So hopefully the next ones will be a little bit more funnier. I mean, they had the same laugh tracks. Yeah, I don't think it's going to last. <laughs> so, I don't think it's going to last, though. I mean, like, I, I think know. it's pretty fucked up. One, that they took her show away. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're going to, like, take her show away, fire her, okay, then be done with it. But they bring it back using the characters that she created. Mm. And then, like, the same setup, the same house and everything. They yeah. should have just, like, they should have, like, done, like, a, what do you call it, a spinoff? Yeah. And, like, done it out of, like, Jackie's house. Something and, like, like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they could have done something, but. It's just too much of a fuck you to her, yeah. you know. Because it's not like they created something new without her. They created, they're still using her her name, her character. Yeah. You know, they killed her off. They said that she OD'd, which is pretty fucked up because. She was saying that she was on, you know, different kinds of medication, and mm-hmm. that's what made her, you know, say these type of things that were out of the norm or whatever. And then they use that in the, yeah, in the, yeah. So they use that to their advantage on the show. You want to separate yourself, or they're trying to separate themselves from this person, but yet they're using things that are so close to this person that they're trying to separate her from. Yeah. You know, I just think it was fucked up. I mean, I didn't like the. the I don't know how long it'll last. I don't think it's gonna and last I think, at all. I think they're gonna be really disappointed, actually. Yeah. Because I like a few of my friends were like, "I'm not even gonna watch it." Like, why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she fan was of the, the first one. She was a, you know, she was just she's so talented and smart and, yeah, she fucked up and but you know what a lot of us do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. You know. So are you are you afraid? I mean, I guess like, it's a big difference between like your uh, a Roseanne tweet. And an Irma tweet and stuff. Mm-hmm. But do you like censor yourself? Are you careful about that stuff now? Oh, absolutely. Like what kind of stuff? Or are you like? Are you more aware? Are do you try to be more careful about like what you say? Mm, I do. Or do you feel that pressure at all? I guess. I do. I think um, I don't feel a lot of pressure. Like when it comes to like racism, you know, because I just. I think I am who I am, and I think what I think, and I think it's pretty much the norm. Mm-hmm. I think when, like, I was... <laughs> but you got to be careful when you say that, because yeah. your norm isn't somebody else's no, norm. No, I know. And then at but the same I feel, time, yeah. I feel, I feel like my sensitivities are pretty basic yeah. all around. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, like, I don't know. I feel like, I just feel that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've said anything that is 
like overly racist or like mm-hmm. I worry about what I do worry about is like because I'm I'm Catholic mm-hmm. and um, I'm I worry about like like hurting my mom's feelings or you know my Catholic friends' feelings or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I think if anything, it's it's more religion that I feel like I have to censor myself. Everything else, like I, I already feel. Like what I'm censoring is I don't feel like I'm censoring because it's already what I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. But with religion, I want to say stuff, yeah. but I hold back. And is that know? just with social media or is that with your comedy writing as well? With my comedy writing and yeah. social media. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, 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 pretty, you're pretty careful when it comes to writing stuff too. You'll avoid certain things. Yeah. Religion and like um, homosexuality. You know, because like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, like when we were kids, it would be like, oh, you're gay, you're gay. You know what I mean? It yeah. was just like a funny thing. And like now you can't be like, you're gay. Because it's like, oh, really? Like, well, I met, had this other friend. He's gay. Maybe y'all can hook up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because so it's just, it's different now. You know, like, I think I feel a little weird with that. You know what I mean? As far as like the, the have, uses of the word? Yeah. Like, okay. like uh, and like playing around with it. Yeah. Like, I feel like I, I can play around with racism. Um, religion I'm a little weird about you know but like like homosexuality and like using the word gay and stuff like I feel like I can play but then like I get looks from people like what the fuck yeah. and I'm like oh wait maybe I shouldn't have said that you know like yeah. I was I don't know what it was I was talking to some other my, like my comedian friends and I said like I think I said like the gays or something like that or them gays and yeah. they were like oh how could you say that I was like oh my god what did I do you know I don't know if it's just because I'm old you know but I don't know I have like real close people to me that are gay you know yeah I'm gay friendly I love gays the gays the gays <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wait are you gay you're not gay right? nah. it's okay but if you were it'd be okay okay, okay. I'm glad you're okay, okay with cool, it if I was cool. awesome. oh shit you see I just did it again <laughs> No, but that's the whole thing. Like, you got to be aware of, like, your audiences, the audiences, uh, you know, their opinions or what they're going to say, you know? Mm-hmm. That has to be rough when it comes to, like, you know, because when, com- when you do the comedy, when you do comedy, <laughs> like, you want to be sort of honest, you know, kind of yeah. you know, funny first, but, I mean, there's funny in honesties, there's funny in, like, you know, stuff like that, your truths, and then... If you feel like you can't be that 100% in front of certain audiences, yeah, you know, it just it's, it, it hinders you. It hinders your yeah. writing, hinders your, I hear your you, act, yeah. performance, you know, stuff like that. And a lot of people say you need to be true to yourself. But then at the same time, they're like, don't do jokes that are so Mexican. And I'm like, but I'm Mexican-American. <laughs> like, like, that's what I got. <laughs> yeah, you know, so you can talk about parenting without being a Mexican mom. I'm like, I guess so. But there's differences. There's yeah. differences in, in absolutely, and it's okay. Kids, and it's kids, okay. And black kids. There's difference in, in like the upbringing and stuff. But and that's what makes it funny. The the, the similarities and the differences. Mm-hmm. You know, so people that tell you that, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think they shouldn't yeah. be upset about the, about that. But everybody's so oversensitive now. Or the word is, don't be so regional. Don't be so regional. So regional. I've never heard yeah. it like that. But yeah, that makes don't be sense. so because you know. There are people that just talk about like what's, you know, what's cool around like our region. But can you take what we're talking? And, and I and I kind of get it. Yeah, I get if, that. If you know, if I want to talk about something, I need to be able to take it to yeah. Las Vegas in California. Yeah. Not only, you know, I need to be able to relate to all audiences. No, I get that. I mean, I, I think that's a good piece of advice because, like, yeah, you can make your neighbors laugh, but you know, somebody like the next town over, they're not going to understand what that is. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so what is your writing process? Do you do a lot of writing on stage or do you do pen and paper type of stuff? I do pen and paper. Um, yeah, mostly that. I, I record my sets. I look at, you know, I, I listen to when people laugh, when people don't laugh, and mm-hmm. I either rewrite or, you know, add something in, take something out. Um, that's mostly what I do. Like, like if I go to a, an open mic, like at Jokesters, mm-hmm. and I'll word something a certain way, and then I'll do the next night, or I'll do the, the night previously at at, um, at Oak Hills, and I'll do it. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just doing the same joke different ways. Just over trying it different ways. Again. Yeah. Seeing you know, how other people until react until it finally hits. Yeah. 
Like I said, I've been doing it for three years, and a lot of the jokes that I have that are, are the same. Yeah. And like I, I was listening, like I said, I was listening to my to my niece's you know video that she had of me, mm. and they're the same jokes, but written like 180 degrees differently. Yeah. But the same thought process, you know, the same idea, but completely redone. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you got to do. It's been three years. <laughs> yeah. You know, same few jokes, just modified over and over and over again yeah when do you like do you ever add some new like new jokes and stuff or take away and all that stuff oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. you know I'll, I'll think like i have a joke like completely set and then I'll, i'm working I'll, I'll be i'll talk i'll be you know working on it on stage and then bam i'll add something in there i'm like oh god that freaking hit that was awesome yeah. and i'll keep it in there you know, it could be like a, a 10 second joke that'll eventually turn into 30 seconds or 60, you know, until it just grows and grows and grows. And then it's like a whole, you know, awesome thing. Yeah. How much time can you do? Like, what was your, your um, longest set? 30 minutes easily, uh, 45 if I work real hard. Wow. And I have it like memorized and, you know, not drinking and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you prefer to not drink before you go on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I have to. I can't I can't drink if I'm if it's just an open mic or something. I don't care. I'll do blah blah blah. But if it's, <laughs> if it's like a show where I'm getting paid or like I have a big audience, no, I won't drink. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make you a little bit more nervous? Mm, it doesn't make me more there? nervous. It makes me more forgetful. And when you don't drink? No, when I do drink. Oh, when you do drink? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I do drink, it, it makes me forgetful. Like I'll have my set in my head. And if I even if I have like one or two drinks, mm-hmm. like I'll always skip something. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I if I'm if I have like an important show or something big, I won't drink. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that's the same thing for most comedians. Mm. They just won't drink before they go on on stage, or a lot of them just don't drink at all, which is you know interesting. Mm-hmm. I saw something posted the other day on one of the, the the comedy local comedy pages and stuff. Somebody was was booking a show, and they said that they needed. Clean comics only. What does what does that mean? Like, I'm still new to it. I really don't understand. Like, the, I mean, clean I understand, comedy. Like, Just yeah. don't do caca jokes. Don't do vagina jokes. Don't do dick jokes. You know what I mean? Just there's there's so much more that you can talk about. You can talk about family. You can talk about going to church. You can talk about your parents. There's so much more. And, uh, um, a lot of comedians get upset. Like, oh, you're you're trying to hinder me. Yeah. You're trying to censor me. Well, fuck, just go somewhere else. If, if you can't do clean jokes, just fucking move on. Yeah. You know, that's it. Don't complain. Just move on. Yeah. And that's just, that's that. Now, is that like, talk about that subject at all? Like, you just can't say, you know, the seven, the F the word. seven words. No, yeah. just, if they tell you to do clean comedy, don't talk about penises, don't talk about vaginas, yeah. don't, don't curse, you know what I mean? And you can do it. There are plenty of comedians that can do clean comedy and are making quite a living from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it's difficult if if you can't do clean comedy then you're struggling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just so much easier to do dirty comedy. And I I say that even for myself. When it's, you when you started was it like the dirty comedy like oh, the yeah, stuff? like the F well, not so much um, the content, like what I was talking about, because I talk a lot about like my mom and stuff. You know, she doesn't do dirty things, yeah. but you know, I'll throw in the F word or like the B word or shit or fuck, and you know, the you know yeah. what I mean. And and I'll throw that in, and and um, but I can also do all that material without the curse words. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think I think it's okay. You know what I mean? If if a booker tells you do only clean comedy, I like going to those comedians when, when I book them and say. You can only do you can do clean, Because right? I go to I go to comedians who I know I've heard do dirty, mm-hmm. but I know they can do clean also. Uh-huh. So it's not a big deal for me to say, "Can you do clean?" And then they're like, "Yeah, psh, no big deal." Mm-hmm. And when when a comedian does that, like, "Yeah, I can do it," it's then you know you have you're working with talent. Yeah, I mean that's my opinion. You're looking at me like she's crazy. No, I'm just no. I, that makes a lot of sense, you know, because mm-hmm. you know certain clientele, especially like that this this uh, restaurant show, mm-hmm. you know, on the twenty seventh. You know, I'm pretty sure you're gonna have audiences that aren't expecting dinner and a dirty show. You yeah. Know? But if you got good jokes, you know that they can enjoy while they're, you know, in a right. family type mm-hmm. setting. Yeah. I mean, I I get that and stuff. But with me, like when I get nervous and stuff, because I've been doing open mics a little bit. Like my my go to is like 
you know, the low-hanging fruit, you know, the, the fuck jokes, the mm-hmm. dick jokes, the shit jokes, you know, shit like that. And uh, that's just out of nerves. Yeah. That's really just out of nerves. Well, I think, um, and I mean, it goes for me as well. You know, when I start getting dirty and stuff, it's because I feel like I'm not doing that good on stage. Right. And I'm looking yeah. for some maybe nervous shock value laughter. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Probably a lot of comedians are going to hate me for talking like this, but uh, I don't know. I That's just my opinion. Okay. It's my opinion. No. Yeah. Your opinion. I mean, I could ask that question yeah. to five different comedians. Because I, I, I do, answers, I do dirty, I do dirty comedy too. And you know, the thing is like when I first started, there were uh, the the club guys were like you gotta do clean you gotta do clean you gotta do clean and that's I would just focus like on the clubs you know clean yeah. clean 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 and then I had somebody say hey you want to come do this this bar show and I was like yeah I can do it I'm doing I'm doing great you know and I went and I did my clean stuff and I didn't do that good yeah so I was like okay I gotta dirty it up a little bit yeah and then after that the I, shows, yeah. yeah so I started dirtying up for the bar shows you know and. And you just have to know your audience. Yeah. You need to be able to have your set and know when it has to be clean, know when it can be dirty, and be okay with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if somebody comes to you and you ask, you ask, hey, can it be dirty? Yeah, okay, cool. And then I can, do, I can do dirty. If they say, hey, this has to be clean, this is a clean audience, and you should be able to say, yeah, it's okay, no big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but when you get upset because you can't do it, then... And that's been me sometimes too, you know. Like I, <laughs> I did a show actually, um, maybe about two years ago, and they told me, um, no, it's it's an adult show, you know, you you can go ahead and do it. Yeah. And I went up on stage and I used the word cunt, and I could just see the guy who was headlining <laughs> in the back, you know, doing the little the little neck like cut yeah. it, cut it, cut it. I was like, what's happening? You said I could say dirty, I could talk dirty, you know. Yeah. You, you, I could just see him in the back like cut. Cut, cut. I was like, oh my god, and I was like, thank you very much, thank you, thank you. Oh my god, yeah, that was so. And then that's when I realized, oh okay, I mean, because I could have done it without saying the word cunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could just say like the c word or something, but it just it happens to everybody. So now I can do my clean sets and I can do my dirty sets, yeah. but I always ask in advance, what do you want? You know? Well, that's so. cool. Yeah. But I was just I was wondering like what what the difference is. I mean, I obviously I know the obviously stuff like you know you can't. You know, talk dirty, but all that stuff. But mm-hmm. clean sets, I mean... It all depends on the audience and the venue and the booker. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if a booker says, we only need um, clean comedians, and if you don't want to do that, one, just say, well, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not going to inquire. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Just don't do it. Just be honest with what, what you can do, yeah. or what, who you, you are, know? you know, what yeah. type of set you have. Exactly, you know? So. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool, man. I think... You have some notes there. Did we touch on everything you wanted to talk about? I think we did, about? yeah. Kick-a-poo, blah, blah, blah. Yep. I like that. I appreciate that. You're the first mm. one to come with notes and stuff. Yeah. You came prepared. I can't believe Tori didn't come with notes. She's a teacher, too. Nah. Did she tell you what happened? Or did you hear what happened? Yeah. No, I didn't hear. I heard the, the podcast. We had to do it twice because I forgot to record Oh, yes. The first time. Are you recording right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm recording. Okay, good. Oh, my God. I'm I would have been so mad at you. But Tori's, know, Tori's thought, so sweet. Tori's so <laughs> no, sweet. She was She's awesome, got patience man. with kids. Man, I thought I don't have she patience with mad. kids. That's why I had to quit. Because <laughs> even when I noticed it, I even like we even played along. I was like, all right, uh, how do you want to you wrap it up? You know, like say bye, all right, bye. Oh my and then god. I was like, shit. You know, we weren't recording that. Whole oh time. my god. Nah, but she was awesome about it. No wonder I, it sounded so good the second time. So the first time we, was we like were practice. warmed up. And all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I do remember that now. I remember. Uh, Cool. Well, thank you for coming on again. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. How do people you. find you? How do people get a hold of you? Social um, media stuff. Look for me on Mind Twist Comedy on every kind of social media, whether it be um, Facebook, Twitter, um, what are all the other ones? Snapchat, um, or even just dot .com. MindTwistComedy.com. And uh, besides the Mind Twist shows, do you have any shows coming up? Um, no, I don't. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, my gosh. Let me, let me get out my phone. Hold on, hold All on. Right. I have, I so have... you have that, that Halloween show, uh, the Mind Twist Comedy Show on October 27th. Uh, yes, let that's me get on. in Castle Hills. Castle Hills, San Antonio, yes. That's with uh, and... Joshua Cabaza, George Anthony, and uh, Larry Garza, right? Yes. And then on the 24th, I have one, um, Middleton Comedy. I believe that's in San Marcos, Texas. I forgot the exact location. And then on the 
November 1st, I won't be on the show, but uh, Mind Twist Comedy is going to be producing the, the show at Kickapoo Casino. That's November 1st. Let me see. Am I November? Then in, on November 6th, I have a show in Port Aransas, and I don't have all the details right here in front of me, but I do have a show in Port Aransas. It's the only place, I think, that does comedy, so it shouldn't be that hard to find. And then on the 9th, I have another one in Corpus Christi. I believe that's a, the Cafe Comedy Corpus Cafe Comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have for right now. Cool. And any updates, all updates for your shows or for the shows that you're running is uh, mindtwistcomedy.com? Mindtwistcomedy.com or any, um, or on Facebook. It's usually going to be Facebook or mindtwistcomedy.com. You can find all the information there. If um, you're interested in shows, go to mindtwistcomedy.com. If you're interest, interested on being a comedian who is um, who wants to be booked? Also, go to mindtwistcomedy.com and um, fill out like the information form and everything. And um, on mindtwistcomedy.com, I actually have like a page just for comedians. Mm-hmm. So people who that are interested in booking can click on a certain comedian, see you know what type of comedy they do, um, where they are. I have some that are out of Las Vegas, some that are San Antonio, Del Rio, you know, all over the place. So just whatever you need. That's it's awesome. on mindtwistcomedy.com, yeah. website, it's not only for comedians, it's for people looking to book comedians. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. Yeah. That's really good. Because like I said, I really want to, I want to push the, the scene here in San Antonio because we have yeah. some great talent here. Great yeah. talent, yeah. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on. Uh, I'll post this up later tonight. Awesome. And then uh, I'll do the intro with all your information. Uh, any, uh, no, that's it. Thank you. All right. Laters. Good night.